What's up, everybody? John English here with another Broken Man podcast. I believe this is episode... I'm not even going to say because I can't remember. <laughs> to be honest, I can't remember. I'm not going to embarrass myself, and I'm not going to look at my phone because I've got. I've got. I'm having to use it for something else that you'll hear here in just a few minutes. But um, anyway. Um, I hope everybody had a very nice Thanksgiving. Hopefully you enjoyed the uh, pre-Thanksgiving shows. Um, sorry I haven't had anything out since then, but, uh, well, uh, you know, things happen. And, of course, I'm always constantly fighting temptations and all other stuff. And even though uh, God puts things in front of me that uh, I feel like I need to talk about at the time, and then usually that's when I get the attacks and it's, you know, I don't always win. You know, it's one of them things. And that's one thing you, one of the things you have to understand as someone who believes in Jesus and believes in the Bible, believes God's word is you're not always going to make the right decisions. You're not always going to do the right things. You're not always going to follow God exactly the way you're supposed to. We all know we should, we all know things we should do and what we shouldn't do, but sometimes it doesn't always work out that way. We're not perfect people. And we're never going to be perfect people. Jesus was the only perfect human being that walked the earth and ever will. So people out there seem to think that they can do it all on their own. You know, somehow they can magically, uh, you know, now here's the thing. Now, a lot of there's people out there. I know somebody, uh, a couple people personally that, you know, quit smoking on their own. You know, they'll quit drinking or whatever. You know, they'll quit little things. It is possible to do little things like that on your own. But uh, when it comes down to uh, the things that really hinder you from following God, and that's that's the key thing there, it's usually things that hinder you from believing in Jesus and believing in God at all or reading God's word or anything like that. The devil's going to try to keep you away from that as much as possible. So when those feelings arise that you need to do this, you need to do that for God or this for God, uh, that's usually when the attacks get bad. So when you... You know, people think that life suddenly gets easier when you accept Jesus Christ. No, it doesn't. It gets harder in some respects. There are some people that their lives do get easier. And for the, you know, overall, yeah, your life's going to get easier. Because it's easier to deal with things. You understand things better. You look out into the world and you see all the sin. You, you see how bad it's really gotten out there. And you understand why. It's that way because before Jesus, you know, before you understand God's word and before you understand Jesus, um, you, a lot of people just kind of go through life, uh, just like right, you know, just as an example, this whole presidency fiasco and the whole world situation, you know, the COVID situation, all these different things. There's people out there that are on the right track. You know, I see it on my feeds all the time. They're talking about the conspiracy theories and they're talking about all these, you know, the, the, the fraud and, you know, all this other stuff. Yeah, you're on the right track. There is uh, nefarious people out there, the elites that control the entire world. There's people that get so close to the truth and they just don't want to go any further because it's going to mess up their way of thinking. They don't, you know, I used to think that way. I was hooked into the conspiracy theories and I, I spent, you know, at least three years 
trying to show people the you know all these different things that I had learned was just complete garbage, like the whole Vietnam War based off of a complete lie, the Gulf of Tonkin. Uh, you've got the USS Liberty, the United States ship that was attacked. Uh, it was actually attacked by um, by Jewish military, and then it was uh, explained away by something else. You know, they needed a false flag. It was It's all about these false flags that happen. All these things really do happen. Even going as far back as the Titanic. I did a whole uh, show on the Titanic one night, and some of the stuff I found out was amazing. Did you happen to know? And just, you know, I'll throw it out there as far as the Titanic goes. And I'm not even talking about the conspiracy that the Titanic wasn't the actual Titanic. There were two ships. They were sister ships. They were exactly the same. Same size, everything. And I'm not even talking about the insurance scam, which was the other ship, not the Titanic. The other ship actually had been damaged or, or the Titanic had been damaged. It was one or the other and they swapped them. They swapped the name around. And then when that one went down, they were able to collect insurance on it, but it actually was, it was going to go down anyway because of the damage, the previous damage or something like that. I'm not even talking about that conspiracy. That, that's not the one I'm talking about. The one I'm talking about that was, that was most concerning to me was the fact that there happened to be four people on board that ship, and they all opposed the whole central bank controlling countries. There was four of them, and all that stuff got passed those laws and, you know, they came up with the central bank idea and they came up, you know, all these things that led up to the point we're at right now where the, you know, it basically granted the elites uh, control over all the banking systems and then over, you know, thus all over all the people. And now you can't do anything without a bank. You got to have a bank account, right? And they're all tied in. So anyway, that's the one that was more concerning to me. And most people didn't even know that, that there was four people that opposed that in our government or uh, that was tied in, you know, that were going to be voting on that. And they just happened to be for those people actually happened to be on the Titanic and happened to go down that night. So there are a lot of conspiracies. There are a lot of uh, things out there in the world that people don't even have a clue, but there's people out there that follow this stuff and they figure it out, but they don't, they never reach the end game. They never connect the dots because some of those people are still diehard Trump supporters. Or they're diehard liberals. And they still don't understand that this whole thing, they're, the, they're two sides to the same coin. It's all a game. It's all a game. And you're not invited to play. You're just a pawn in the game. All of us, we're just pawns. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how great your job is. I don't care how, many, how much property you own. It has nothing to do with it. You're still a pawn. You're still nowhere near what the, these elite status. We're only talking about a very, very small amount of people that run the show. And they're running the show for a reason. And in the end times, it's going to become more apparent as to who these people are, why they're doing what they are, why they've done what they've done, and why they will continue, uh, continue to try doing what they need to do in order to bring Satan back, you know, the, the Antichrist and uh, the whole, that whole thing. There's a connection there. You have to make the connection, and most people don't make the connection. 
because they're either just not religious, they don't believe in God, but they believe in all this other stuff, because I met a bunch of those. They were all New Agers, and they all thought Lucifer, the ones that even believed in religion, uh, they all thought Lucifer was a good guy. Uh, God's the bad guy. Lucifer just wants you to have fun, man. He just wants you to be loosey-goosey and have fun. God's trying to hold you back. God's trying to tie you down. He don't want you to have any fun, man. He don't want you to have drugs and sex and alcohol and rock and roll. He don't want you to have a good time. So, um, sorry, I got off on that tangent. I didn't really mean to do that. But <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Um, what I do want to talk about, though, uh, I'm not going to get into the election stuff because I just honestly... I, I just, every time I read something, it just, it's a head shaker for me because I, I just, I don't believe it. You know, I still think Trump's got something to do. I, I think he's playing a role, whether he's in on playing the role or not in on playing the role, he's playing a role. He was allowed to do what he did. He was allowed to be president because presidents are selected. They are not elected. Sorry to bust your bubble. You, I don't care. I think there's been an, I've personally seen, you know, even though there's only been a couple things of evidence that they've shown, I think we all kind of knew once they brought in these electronic voting machines, how easy it was going to be to manipulate, uh, manipulate elections. They've been proven right off the bat in the first year that they were uh, created, that they were hacked. They they're easily hacked. So I don't think there's any crazy notions out there you know, that, that have zero possibility of being true. I think there's quite a few notions out there that can be true. I don't know exactly how they did it. I don't know. Uh, how do we know they didn't do it as far back as Obama? You know, how do we know that they didn't do it with uh, Bush? How do we know they haven't manipulated elections for the last five, six, seven, eight, nine presidents? Who knows? How do we know? We don't know. So, um, I, you know, again, you need to have your eyes on Jesus waiting for Jesus to come back. You need to have your eyes on the prize. Um, a lot, I, you know, I'm not the greatest at doing that, but I'm here to tell you, don't waste all your energy getting caught up in what's going on because what we're headed for is civil war. There's a possibility of a regional war now. If, and, and also world war is always a possibility. It's never not been a possibility. And I, if you remember, I had a friend tell me this a little over a year ago that this was going to happen, that there were conservative, we're talking about conservatives here, we're talking about this at a Christmas party, high-powered conservatives. There were also some Freemasons involved. There were, there were a lot of different mixture of, you know, people with power. And they were all talking about the, the, within four years, the United States was going to be in a civil war, regional war, and world war all at the same time. I thought that was nuts. There's no way. No way possible that was going to happen. It just did not look like it was going to be possible. Then COVID hit. Then this whole president election thing. You've got all these people fighting. The race war started back up again. Even though race hasn't been an issue for years, but magically now all of a sudden it's another big, huge issue. I'm not saying that some people haven't been discriminated against and some people aren't treated poorly because of their race. I'm not saying that at all. 
but it's not as rampant as they're making it out to be. You go after those individuals that are doing that, take care of the problem. But burning down your cities is not going to solve that problem. All that does is make people hate you even more. I mean, seriously, that's the whole point. You look in the Bible, what Jesus talks about is turning the other cheek. That's why. Because violence begets violence. Violence makes violence, makes violence, makes violence. Period. Because even if you if you take out, let's say you have a problem. Let's say that problem is another person. You take that person out, then somebody in their family could come after you or come after your family. It never ends. Where do you think all these movies come from? Like The Punisher, the whole comic book. was The whole thing is designed behind the fact that they took out Frank Castle's family and he spent the entire series going after all these people and, and taking them out. But they kept coming after him. You know, so, I mean, it's the revenge thing and, and the, the violence thing never works out because it never ends. It just never ends. So, it's just not the answer. But now we're seeing, now we're seeing it on the white supremacist side. Uh, we're starting to see it's, it's coming. No matter who occupies the White House after January 20th or whatever it is, uh, there's going to be a civil war. I mean, basically. Um, they just reported the Chinese were training in Canada back in 2018 and probably still there or has been there, you know, sooner. I heard years and years ago people were talking about seeing Chinese troops training in Mexico. So there's our north and south borders. We've got the Chinese already at our borders. And now you have obvious communists in this country, liberals, that are trying to basically turn this country into another communist country, just an extension of China. So we've got their military on our borders. We have their uh, politicians that have infiltrated. I mean, it doesn't look good, folks. And go ahead and grab your guns and load them. Do what you got to do. Protect your family and property, whatever. I'm not saying don't. What I'm saying is, though, you need to trust, trust God. You need to give your heart to Jesus, and you need to trust God. Because in the end, all this is supposed to happen anyway. And as you know, if you look in the book of Revelation, the United States necessarily isn't in the book of Revelation. The United States really isn't mentioned. And nobody can really have, I've seen several theories of why or why not. And all of them have, you know, they all have merit. They all make sense in their own right. But what we're looking at here is not good. It's not good. And, and the, the sooner you give your heart to Jesus, the better. Because he is coming back soon. And I don't know when, nobody does. So again, stop listening to those people that say they know, because they don't. They are liars. And also, I've seen articles of some, um, some Jewish leaders talking about that their Messiah is coming. Well, yeah, he already came, and he's coming back. 
but to see the Jewish people are blind to that. They're blind to Jesus. They don't, they don't acknowledge the new Testament. Judaism doesn't acknowledge the new Testament. There are some Jews that have found the truth and they found the way, but there's going to be a lot of them that are still left out in the desert. They're still, uh, completely blind to, to, to the new Testament and they're not going to believe they will believe. A majority of them, I think, are going to believe there's going to be 144,000 of them evangelizing in the world in, in the tribulation. Those 144,000 are of the 12 tribes. 12 times 12,000, I believe, is, is the correct number, if I'm not mistaken. What are we going to talk about today? What, what should we... I think we should explore that, the whole Judaism, because, uh, oh... Before I get too caught up, I want to tell you guys, those of you that have a hard time reading the Bible, like I do, uh, I actually found, I have, I have a Spotify premium account, and what I found was a King James Version Bible, and it's dramatized uh, audio. So what that means is they actually, instead of just reading the Bible and reading verse after verse and being monotone, um, instead of that, not saying that's bad. If you get, if you get something out of that, then great. Any way you can absorb the word of God is, is good. I'm not, I'm not trying to take crap on it or nothing, but what I'm saying is for me personally, I can't, I don't like that. I don't like listening to people read books. So, so like Audible, you know, the audiobook app or whatever from Amazon, and you can, you know, download books and stuff. A lot of times those will literally put me to sleep, even though it could be an exciting story, but it'll put me to sleep. Um, so what I did was I found this. I'm, I'm going to play you an excerpt. Uh, I've already been through. I actually got through the whole book of Genesis and Galatians in one night of work. So I spent about eight hours a night on the road. And in that eight hours time, and actually I, I, I actually accomplished it in less than eight hours. It was actually only about six, five and a half, six hours, or maybe about six and a half hours because I listened to something else during that time. So um, not to mention a phone call involved. So um, it, it's called, it's Faith Comes by Hearing. Obviously, I can't post links because this is a podcast. Uh, but it, that's the name of it. If you just type in faith comes by hearing, and then you'll see the uh, uh, dramatized audio. That there's going to be a couple pop up. One of them is just basically them reading the Bible. It's just that monotone reading the verse after verse after verse. Uh, then the other one is called dramatized audio. That's the one that you want. And, and I want to play a little bit. Um, hold on. Let me get... Let me go on sound, make sure. Hopefully this works out okay. Uh, but this is uh, Leviticus chapter 1. And uh, just to give you an idea, and just to, this will give you an idea what I'm talking about. Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 1. And the Lord called unto Moses, and spake unto him out of the tabernacle of the congregation, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, if any man of you bring an offering unto the Lord, ye shall bring your offering of the cattle, even of the herd. So, and of the so you kind of see what I'm talking about? It actually, they, they voice characters. So it's like, 
Um, if you've got a, like I was also listening to the book of Daniel and it had all the different characters, uh, also in the book of, um, uh, Exodus, I got through the entire book of Exodus. So it was talking about, uh, Isaac of Jacob and, you know, Joseph and all that stuff. So when, especially like when Joseph's uh, brother sold him into bondage in Egypt and then he was in Egypt, it helps, it actually helped me understand the books better. It actually makes me, uh, for some reason, it helped me actually understand the stories and the books better than even reading them. I don't understand why I just did. Maybe I'm just that type of person. I need to hear it in a story to make it more interesting to me to where I'll actually absorb what's going on because I'm absorbing it like never before. I've, you know, I've never really absorbed the Bible like this. So the entire book of Exodus, I got it. I finally, you know, I get it. So, uh, but anyway, like I was saying, so the story of Joseph, when Joseph was in Egypt and he became, you know, this great man in Egypt, every character had a different voice. So even when his brothers, he met back up with his brothers and they had to bow down before him and all the, you know, all that different things that, that went on. Each one of the brothers had a different voice and then the women had different women voices. And, and then God, of course, has the godly voice with the echoing and all that. So, you know, that that's God speaking. Um, I can't wait to get into the New Testament where, uh, which I mean, I read Galatians, but what I'm talking about, I can't wait to get into how they do it with Jesus and all that. I'm kind of curious. I'm, I'm actually kind of anxious. I might actually start that this week and just blast through the four Gospels. But uh, just just so you know, it's called Faith Comes by Hearing, and it's a uh, King James Version, and uh, they don't stray, so it's not like they're telling a story and they stray away from the book. So it's basically everything that's in there. I think the only words they add is, and she said, and he said, so that you know that the conversation is passing back and forth. That I think that's the only thing they actually add. Everything else is taken, taken directly out of the King James Bible. And so it's a very, very good system. It's a, it really does help you understand because I, you know, I went, I went through the book of Galatians, and I understand, you know, uh, Paul's letter to the Galatians, you know, and I understand what that's all about. And that's kind of what I want to talk about tonight is Paul's letter to the Galatians. If you haven't read it, it's only, uh, I think it's what, seven, seven chapters. It's a pretty short book. But uh, it's Paul's letter to the Galatians, and, and it's basically what it's saying is, and I've already touched on the law. I've already touched on Jewish law back in a, in a a previous episode early on, but I hadn't done enough research to actually expand on it. And uh, after uh, listening to Galatians and then after looking at some other, um, you know, Bible verses and stuff like that, I can't, I, here's something I ran across. Did you know that there are uh, 613 commandments in Judaism? Now, there are some that say there are less but as far as the most goes, this is the, the most by, you know, recognized by certain scholars, uh, 613 commandments. And in order to be a good uh, Jew, I guess you could say, in Judaism, in order to get into heaven, you would have to follow all 613 commandments. Every one. Now, the Jewish people couldn't even follow the Ten Commandments. 
they couldn't even keep all 10 of the commandments that was given to Moses on Mount Sinai. And you expect modern Jewish people or anyone wanting to follow Judaism to be able to keep 613 commandments? And they think that that's going to get them into heaven because they don't believe Jesus is the Messiah. So just to give you an example, let's just, I'm just going to give you a few examples of these 600. I'm not going to read all 613. Relax. But I want to give you guys just a few. Um, and, and the thing about it is Jesus wraps all of these up, all of these up in Jesus's teachings. A lot of them are just kind of duh. You know what I mean? Um, let's see. Um, as far as the Torah goes, uh, not to add the commandments of the Torah, whether in the written law or in its interpretation received by tradition, uh, not to take away from the commandments of the Torah. So of course, as a believer in Christ, you would be doing that. So according to them, of course, any, any Jewish person, person that walks away from Judaism and accepts Christ, of course, is breaking. That's a huge one. It's, it's, it's huge. Um, prayer and blessings to pray to God. Uh, so that's what you're required to pray to God. So you have to pray. Um, okay. You know, you're going to pray if you're a believer in Jesus or whatever, you're going to pray to God, um, to recite grace after meals. So after meals, I know a lot of people pray before meals, uh, not to lay down a stone for worship. Um, let's see, there was another one. There was actually some interesting ones when it comes to marriage and divorce and family, of course, to honor your father and mother. That's obviously, um, that's, you know, for everybody and not to smite a, uh, not to smite a, a father or mother, not to curse a father or mother. Well, that right there just pretty much wipes out a majority of the people right there. Cause I'm sure we all have done that at some point in time. Uh, there's a lot of uh, forbidden sexual relations. Whoa, here we go. You know, don't get excited. Uh, you're not to commit incest with one's mother, father, father's wife, one's sister's mother's. I mean, there's everybody. Basically, nobody in the family. You know, well, no kidding. You're not supposed to do that. Um, not to have intercourse with a woman in her menstrual period. So on <laughs> when she's on her period, not to have intercourse with another man's wife. Uh, do not commit sodomy with a male. Do not have intercourse with a beast, uh, that a woman should not have intercourse with a beast, which I, you know, thought, uh, number one Oh four, which is not to have intercourse with a beast would encompass everyone, but they had to add an extra one for the woman not to have, I don't know why that's just, that's just the way it is. I think that's probably why some people probably whittle it down to like 500 or 400 and something uh, commandments instead of 613 because there's a lot of repetitiveness in these commandments, uh, not to castrate the male of any species, neither a man nor domestic or wild beast, nor a a fowl. Uh, so you're not supposed to castrate. So how many I've actually helped in this castrating pigs, you know, when you're, they're little, you have to de ball them <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, you have to pull their legs apart and they, they cut them and pop their, their things out and then they give them an injection and, um, 
I don't know why I just got paid to help and it sucked. I hated it. I absolutely hated it. And little pigs are a lot stronger than you think they are. Let me tell you. So anyway, there, the point is the people in Judaism, they have all of these laws and commandments that none of them can follow 100%. You cannot follow all of these laws. It is impossible for a human being. You would have to be a perfect human being. And as we all know, those people don't exist. Jesus was it. He's the only one that followed God's law to a T. Keep in mind, when Jesus was still walking the earth, he was still in the Old Testament. I know that's hard for some people to understand. But while he was still walking on earth, he was still in the Old Testament. So he was still following the law, God's law. That's what the Old Testament was, God's law. The New Testament started when Jesus was crucified and rose again on the third day. So that's where the split is. That's where the, that's where the books separate. And that's where you go from the Old Testament to the New Testament was the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So keep in mind, Jesus was walking the earth. He was following God's law to AT. He kept all 613 commandments and then some. He was the man. Way more than any of us could ever be. So what I'm trying to say is there are people out here that are getting caught up in all these different movements of what to call Jesus, what to call God. And they're, they're picking and choosing parts of Judaism, and they think that if they follow these little bits and pieces of Judaism, that gets them closer to God. And that's not the case. It actually offends God. If you are keeping part of the law, if you are keeping, here's the thing. Keep in mind, keeping the Sabbath, tithing, there's a lot of different laws. A lot of different laws and commandments that people are doing and they have no clue. And here's the thing. Go read James, James 2.10. Go, go open it up right now and read it. In the King James Bible, for whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. So in other words, if you, you are trying to follow God's law, even though Jesus Christ died for you and you are no longer restricted by the law because you're saved by grace saved by faith not by the law you're not saved by god's law you're saved by jesus christ so those of you out there that are trying to follow god's law to give you a little extra nudge yeah i gotta like that if i you know what i'm gonna do a little extra yeah i believe in jesus i believe in christ i believe in all that i think he saved me but I'm going to do a little extra. I'm going, to, I'm going to go ahead and observe the Sabbath, and I'm going to tithe. And what else can I do? 
Just pick something. Pick anything. I'm going to do some of this other stuff too. Because that'll give me an extra little, that'll give me a little extra. Uh, uh. God sees me, man. He's going to pat me on the back. He's going to shake my hand and say, man, you did a good job. You not only believed in my son, but you, you, you worshiped uh, uh, when you were supposed to. You followed all the different Jewish holidays. You painted red around your door and feast of tabernacle and this feast and that feast and no feast over there. You did all this stuff. You didn't have to do that because, you know, my son came and died for you. So you don't need to do all that. Matter of fact, you don't need to do any of it. Matter of fact, you kind of make me mad when you do some of it and not all of it, because if you do one thing, you need to do all of them. And if you're doing all of them and you fail at one of them, you failed at all of them. That's the way God's law is. Why do you think we need Jesus Christ? Because we can't do it. We cannot do it. The way it looks to me is, then there's going to be some people out there say, well, why did God make it impossible to follow his own law? Why did God do that to us? Well, first of all, we didn't do, he didn't do anything to us. He gave us life. We're the ones that screwed it all up. We're the ones that messed up, not him. We screwed up. And he's like, okay, so you want to be righteous? Well, then here's a list of stuff that you need to do to be righteous. Here you go. Here you go, humans. Have all this stuff. Go ahead and put all this stuff out here. Write it all down and follow everything to the letter. And those of you that don't, you're going, you're going to the hot place. You're going to hell. The rest of you will be, you know, coming on up to heaven. You'll be uh, righteous. You'll be named as a righteous person, and you'll, you'll, you'll make it to heaven. And then humans found out, oh, we can't do that. I mean, think about it. <laughs> in, in Exodus... Moses disappears in on the Mount Sinai. He's going to talk to God. He's going to actually have a conversation with God. He's gone for a few days, right? Everybody knew where he was going. He told him where he's going. I'm going to talk to you know, I'm, this is where I'm supposed to go. And they didn't even let even his closest people, Aaron, who helped him. He helped him free those Jews that were in captivity by Pharaoh. Aaron himself was fashioning a golden calf out of all the earrings and all the gold and all that stuff before Moses could get back. While God's talking to Moses, God's telling him, oh, by the way, the people that you just helped, you know, that I just helped you bring out of bondage, they're, they're fashioning a golden calf as we speak, as I'm talking to you right now, they are, they've lost their minds. That's how fast and easy it is to turn a human being into a complete moron. We do it on our own. We don't need God's help to, to be stupid and, and to think dumb things and to do dumb things. We don't need his help to do that. We do all that fine on our own. So the whole Old Testament's leading up to them 
because there's all kinds of things in the Old Testament that points to Jesus. They tell you from, from the very beginning in Genesis, it's hinting towards Jesus coming. And he sends Jesus because we can't do it. We cannot follow God's law. If you want to be righteous and you want to be in the favor of God and you want to make it to heaven without believing in Jesus Christ, you cannot do it. It is impossible. Some of the greatest people in the Bible couldn't do it. Look at all the people that Jesus picked to be apostles. Look at all the things that they've done. You know? Look at, look at, just, you got to look at the whole broad spectrum of things. We can't do anything without Jesus. We cannot do anything right. Human beings will screw anything up, and we've done it, and we will continue to do it. It is, look, look in the schools, look at, look in the homes. The more we pushed God out of our homes and schools, the worse they've gotten. The more we pushed God and Jesus out of our lives, the worse the world has gotten. The good news is they're never going to totally get rid of them. They can't. They think they can, but they can't. Oh, you can bet there's some liberals and some communists and some atheists LGBTQ, RSTs, Hollywood, Catholics, Jesuits. There's a whole host of people that think they're going to get rid of God and they're going to get rid of Jesus. And right when they think they've won, right when they think they've got him, Right when they think they've used CERN to break through that barrier into that fourth dimension. And they're going to rush in and they're going to take God's throne. Because the devil said he will be exalted. He will be uh, lifted higher than even God is. They really think they're going to take the throne room. They really think that they've got it. But when God sent Jesus here to die for us, as soon as Jesus died on that cross for our sins, he absorbed, he, he took in all that sin. Satan was done. It was over. That war, that war is done. It's finished. And the sooner people believe that and the sooner people remember that and, and start understanding it, the better off they'll be. I can assure you, Jesus is coming back soon. I hope and pray that I'm here. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve his grace. I don't deserve anything. I'm a scumbag. I'm, a, I'm garbage. I hate myself most days because I, I fail miserably every single day. Every single day I do something or say something or think something stupid. And I have addictions and I have... Uh, I, there's times when I, I wish I had more, I could be more feeling towards people and I could be more understanding and be nicer, but I can't 
But because of Jesus, I still have a shot. I still have a chance because God sent Jesus to help me get through all that. The hardest part is realizing just how bad you are. You think their little things don't add up, but they do, and they uh, they cause things in the past, and they'll it'll ripple. It's like a ripple effect, just like I told about on on this you know recent podcast. That that all the lives that I infected over my my lifetime, if I would have stayed home in Alabama, and let God put that person in my life that that He wanted me to be with. I never would have infected all these people, three wives, all these, uh, either their kids, my kids, uh, friends, all these people's lives that I infected. I'm not saying all the relationships were bad. Again, I shouldn't have to explain myself. I know I'm not wishing my kids away. I shouldn't even have to say that. That's just how brainless some people are. That they'll go immediately go to the, oh, you wish you didn't have your kids. No, that's not what that means at all. We just don't realize how much of a, an effect that we have in this world. It's, it's, some people have this, sometimes I wonder if I think in too grandiose a fashion. You know, kind of like in the office where Michael always thinks that he's, he always elevates things and makes things way bigger than they should be. I'm guilty of that. For sure. And maybe I'm doing that right now. But you know what? God will forgive me for that too. All because of Jesus. Not because of the law. The laws of Judaism won't do anything for me. And unless you're going to follow all 613 of those commandments, you break one, you break them all period. If you've been tithing and you forget one week to tithe, you broke them. You broke it. It's done. It's over. You're out. And that goes with any of the laws, any of the Jewish laws or Judaism. You cannot follow the law. If you follow one, you have to follow all of them. The Bible says that. If you break one, you break all of them. The Bible says that. You know what else the Bible says? Follow Jesus. Accept him as your Lord and Savior. He will make everything right. He's not going to give you everything you want. He will give you what you need. And he is the only way to the Father. And he is the only way that you will ever get your name written in that book of life and make it to heaven. Period. That's it. No laws. None of that is going to do it. Only Jesus. So that's the message I want to convey to you people today. I want to thank you for listening. Thanks for everything. Uh, thanks for all the downloads and support over the last few months. We're coming up quick on the end of the year. Thank goodness. <laughs> 2020 has been something else. You know, and I think it's going to get a lot rougher. So. Um, again, God bless each and every one of you. And, uh, I'll pray for you, pray for me and my family and we'll catch you again real, real soon.
with another Broken Man podcast.